Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today, uh, this Sunday morning. Our scripture today comes from the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 11, verses 25 to 30. Matthew chapter 11, verses 30, uh, 25 to 30. And let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I thank you once again for this day that you have given us, Father. I pray you continue to guide and be with each and every one of us. I pray you continue to guide and uh, continue to be with uh, our people, Lord, and um, that you have your hand upon uh, our community, Father, our nation, our state, our the, this whole world, Father, as we uh, fight this uh, COVID-19, Father. And I pray your hand be upon each and every one of those families, Lord, touched and affected by this, Lord. Those in the hospital, Lord, I pray your hand be upon their recovery. Those praying, Father, I pray that they would cry out in earnest to you, Father. And we give these patients to you. We hand them over to you. We commit them into your hand, Father. And I pray that you watch over and guide and be with them, guide and lead them, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you be with your word this day. Guide and be with the listener, Father. Guide and speak and uh, speak to them, Father. I ask all these things, Lord, and use me, Lord, this day. In your Son, Jesus Christ's name, I pray, Lord, let it be. Amen. All right, take your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter 11, verses 25 to 30. And it reads, At this time Jesus said, I praise you, Father. Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was good, your good pleasure. All things have committed, committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. In our scripture today, we see Jesus talking to a crowd of people and giving an invitation to follow him. John the Baptist sent his followers to ask Jesus if he was, if he was the one to come or if he should be expecting someone else. Jesus answers, answers them and then begins to speak to the crowd gathered around him. Our scripture is the tail end of this teaching and here he gives an invitation to follow him. And the fair, uh, in verse 25 and, and 26, it, we have the, uh, Understanding, and we see that uh, uh, Jesus Christ has the ability uh, to give and to understand, to for us to have an understanding. And in verse twenty-five and twenty-six, it tells us about who God's word is revealed to. And Jesus is praying as Jesus is talking to his Father. And we must understand something about what he's talking about here. And the Pharisees uh, he was talking about were teachers of the law and they were entrusted to teach the people the law of God, which was given to Moses. They had to study and go to school and they were men of great knowledge. But something happened along the way with these men. These men became fixated on the knowledge rather than the application of the knowledge. They wanted the information but didn't apply what they knew to their own lives. In doing so, these men became separated from God by the knowledge they possessed about God. And that's an odd thing to understand. Uh, 
Meaning they, the knowledge was more important than actually living a life for God, which means the knowledge they gained from understanding God's word, the knowledge that they had about it was just by memory and they understood it, and but they didn't apply that to their lives. It's like I applied all I needed to know about driving and going to traffic school and and going down the road and knowing that the speed limit is 55, but yet I'm going 65 all the time, or I'm going 70, and, and I'm not applying what I know to the law in which I, uh, uh, that applies to the street I'm driving on. And so it's like these men just had the knowledge, but they didn't apply it to their lives. They played the part of men of God when in actuality, actuality, they didn't have an, a relationship with God. Jesus said, these men serve me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me, which means that they had the outward appearance of godly men. They had the outward uh, appearance to say that these are men of God, yet their hearts, the inner dwelling of, this, of these men was far from God. The foundation of the gospel message of Jesus Christ is first acknowledging Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and to repent of your sins. Repentance is the changing of one's mindset and being. <clears throat> we believe that God and Jesus are one and that God sent this man Jesus as a ransom for our salvation. This is the problem with these Pharisees. This is the problem with these men. The Pharisees, they neither wanted to believe Jesus and God uh, were one, and nor did they give up their position within the temple or within the church. So in order for them to believe that God sent Jesus Christ and that Jesus was the Messiah, they would have to submit to Jesus Christ, which they were not going to do because they had a high stand. They had a high, um, setting in the church. They had a high setting in the temple. They were set up on high because they were teachers and they were ministers. And so they believed themselves to be above the general population of the Jewish people. And so if they believed, they would have to submit to Jesus Christ, which would bring them down, bring them back down to earth, as, as we would say. If they believe Jesus and God are one, they would have to submit to Jesus as the Messiah, and they were too proud to do that. The Father reveals himself to the Son, and the Son reveals himself to the Father, and to those who are willing to come to the Son's uh, son in faith. Amen. And that's what Warren Wiersbe writes in his commentary. You know, God and Jesus are one. God and Jesus have that intimate relationship with one another because they're father and son. And we get that same revelation, that same knowledge bestowed upon us as brothers and sisters in Christ because we have that faith in Jesus Christ and faith in, in believing uh, that Jesus says, who he says he is. You know, we have that faith, you know, that, that G, we believe that Jesus is the Son of God and we believe God's word and we have that faith. Jesus saw this as a good thing to keep the eyes of these teachers of the law blind to the revelation of God's word. You see, we, we are, you know, I'm not very, you know, educated man by, by some standards. You know, I don't have a, a doctor's degree or a master's degree or anything like that, but the revelation of God, amen, is given to each and every one of us to understand. But the proud, it's kept from the proud. It's kept from the self-righteous because they don't understand it and could never understand it. So God has kept that from them. 
And so we look at this and we see that in verse 27, as we move on here, we move to Jesus's claim about himself. Jesus makes the assertion or the claim about himself that everything is committed to him by his father. All things on earth and in heaven are committed to Jesus Christ. We, uh, so we need not worry about anything because in everything Jesus has his hand on it. Matthew chapter 28, 18 says this, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Amen. And so everything is in control and in the hands of Jesus Christ. It's committed to God. It's entrusted to Jesus Christ. It's entrusted to his son. And through that we have faith. Amen. In the 27th verse, we also get an understanding of the intimate relationship Jesus has with God. They, excuse me, they know each other. They are family. They have that bond with one another because they are one with each other and they have that intimate relationship. It also goes for the believer in Christ. We should have that bond with Jesus Christ as well because God has revealed his son to us and we too have that intimate relationship with God and his son Jesus Christ because it has been revealed to us and has been given to us. So we have that and we are established in that relationship by our faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. And Jesus moves on here and he gives the invitation to men. He gives them invitation to all men in in verses 28 and 29. Jesus says, come to me. That is the first directive Jesus gives. We are to go to Jesus, go and move in the direction of Jesus, go in that manner. We are to seek his face and everything about him. The reason he says come to me is because he knows those with faith in his word will seek him out, will go to him because he knows those brothers and sisters in Christ will go to him. The proud do not go to anyone. The self-righteous do not go to anyone. The proud and the self-righteous internalize everything. What can I do? What do I need to do? How can I get myself right with God? I All I have to do is this or all I have to do is that. That is the proud and the self-righteous. The faithful seek God knowing they can do nothing outside of him. Amen. He knew the Pharisees would not attempt to take the first step because they were not dependent on faith. They were self-righteous and proud men. The Pharisees depended on the outward appearance of the law. What I mean by that is they looked at the do's and the don'ts of the law. If you were doing all the do's in in the law, you were okay, you were good. If you were doing all the don'ts, you know, if you were not doing those things, you were okay as well. They were superficial in their walk with God. They did not live by faith, but they lived by sight. They wanted to be in the sight of everyone. They didn't trust. They didn't have faith in God. They didn't have that relationship with God. So they had to rely on all that what they did. They had to rely on all the do's. Am I doing all these things? Am I, am I living a right life? Is, is everyone looking at me and saying I'm a, I'm a good man. I do good things. And they wanted all these outward appearances, but inside they were dead. Inside they were, they, they didn't have that relationship with God. The burden of the law was very great, and the Pharisees didn't make it any easier for the believer. They weighed them down with all the rules and the regulations of the law. Not so much the law, 
but they also added things to the law. They added additional things, additional rules that they needed to follow. And it became too much to handle for anyone. And that's why Jesus said in Matthew 23, uh, verse 4, he said, they tie up heavy loads, meaning the Pharisees, and put them on men's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. It was like they, they would weigh these people down, pack a heavy load on them, make it uncomfortable for them, and, and tap them on the back and say, hey guys, good luck. Hope you, hope you have success with that. All right, go down the road. And that's what they were doing. They were packing them so much so with all these rules and regulations that it was so much of a burden to care that most people just threw it off and said, forget it. And then Jesus uh, says, take and learn in these verses. Take and learn. A yoke was placed on the animal so that an animal could bear the weight of what was being pulled. This may seem like an odd analogy for Jesus to use, but it, it, it is used to show that the Lord places on us, uh, uh, it, the yoke is placed on us, and it fits well enough to pull our weight. The yoke of God is fitted so that there is no struggle with the weight. If the yoke did not fit well, it would often cut into an animal, causing the animal to blister and scar. But the yoke of Christ is fitted perfectly that you hardly know the weight is there. This seems contradictory. The yoke seems contradictory to what Jesus just said. Jesus just said, you know, and you might say, why am I being fitted with the yoke? This, this, this tool designed for work. When Jesus just said, I will give you rest. I will give you rest. Yes, you're thinking that you're going to be rested and relaxed and everything. And, and here they come and it's like they put a shovel in your hand. All right, here's a shovel in your hand. Okay, get ready. You know that in order for this shovel to be useful, you have to use it with your hand. You have to put it in the dirt and you have to dig it out. This, if you just have the shovel there by itself, it's useless. But if you put it in your hands, it becomes useful. And this yoke in that manner is the same thing. You know, I will give you rest, but you, here is Jesus putting this yoke on you. What Jesus is saying is, if you take my gospel message, which is the yoke, you will find true rest in me. He is not saying that you're going to be forced to work, but that through the grace of the cross, you will want to work and, and find that it is not work at all. First John chapter uh, 5 verse 3 says, This is the love of God to obey his commands, and his commands are not burdensome. Amen. That you see, when you have that relationship with God and through his son Jesus Christ, when you have that relationship, that you have love for God because you have an understanding of God, you have an understanding of who He is and what He wants from you, you have that understanding, and because you have that love, you obey His commands, and His commands are not burdensome for you because you're not doing them because you're forced to do them, which the law was. The law was you were forced to do it, 
but you're doing it out of love. You're following God's commands out of love. You do it out of love because you have that or should have that relationship with God, that bonding relationship where you call him Abba Father. You have that sonship with Jesus Christ. Amen. So if the yoke of Christ is easy and his burden light, then why, as brothers and sisters, do we struggle to keep in step with the Lord? First of all, we need to know we are just like the Pharisees. Whoa. We are just like the Pharisees of Jesus' day. We get into the, the do's and the don'ts. We think if we do this or don't do that, we are in good with God. Well, if I go to church this morning, if I read a piece of scripture, I will be good for that day. God will, will, will credit that to me. I'll go to church and, and I'll read some scripture and I'll be good for that day. Then something goes wrong and you say, but I, I went to church. I, I read scripture this morning and I, and I even prayed. So why are bad things happening to me? Well, when we think that because we read scripture and we prayed, in some form we have built up some insurance with God that nothing will go wrong. Let's say I went to church, read some scripture, I, I even prayed. And we use that against God to say, because I did those things, nothing should go wrong or nothing bad should take place. I did those things. That's, the, that's not the way to look at our scripture. That's not the way to look at church. That's not the way we should look at prayer. That's not how we should do that. That's, that's contradictory to the biblical aspect of, of looking at those things. We do it out of love. We serve God out of love. We go to church out of love. We read scripture out of love. We pray out of love. Not because we want fire insurance for the rest of the week. Not because we think, uh, because I do this, God owes me a favor that everything's going to go my way and I'm going to be happy and nothing bad is going to happen. No, that's completely wrong. That's not even scripturally based. We have to look at it in the manner that God sees it, that we do it out of love. Amen. We must submit to God fully, committing our lives to him. The Pharisees didn't even try to trust in Jesus Christ. At least they were honest with themselves. At least they knew that, hey, you know what? I'm not going to even give this guy a shot. He's he's. He's not even, I'm not even going to believe what he says. At least they were honest with themselves. Today, we must be honest with ourselves. Am I truly submitting my life to Jesus Christ? Am I truly uh, in, the, in a loving relationship with God and the gospel message of Jesus Christ? We must be changed as people. 
We must be changed with the indwelling that comes by way of the Holy Spirit. I cannot think I'm living a life for Christ if I'm only giving him 90%. If I'm only giving Jesus Christ 90% of my life and say, I can deal with the other 10%. No, you have to give him 100% of your life. You cannot commit it here and there. You have to commit your life 100% to Christ. Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And for those of us brothers and sisters that understand it is very easy. When you submit fully to Christ, you have an understanding of who you are in your relationship with him. Praise God. Amen. You are heirs with Jesus Christ. That God is your father. Amen. And you can go to him, the creator of all things, the creator of the universe. I can go to him because he's my father. Amen. And I have that relationship with him. Amen. And all these things, you know, we clamor about in the world. We're chasing after in the world. We need to chase after God. We need to chase after His Son, Jesus Christ. Romans 5.1 says this, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. When we've committed to the gospel message of Jesus Christ, when we've come to him, when we've taken on his yoke and we are learning from him, we have true peace with God. Amen. And his son, Jesus Christ. We're fitted with something that the rest of, of, of the very, very, various, you know, the, the very smart people of the world are not fitted with. We're fitted with the word of God and we have that understanding and we have that relationship with him. Amen. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your savior, I encourage you. I encourage you to seek him. I encourage you to get into his word and I encourage you to pray. Like he says, come to me, take my yoke and learn from me. We learn all this. From him, from him, through Jesus Christ, amen, through the indwelling of the Spirit, amen. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you once again for this day that you have given us, Father. I pray you continue to guide and be with each and every one of us. I pray your hand be upon the, the listener, Lord. Guide and be with them, guide and lead them, guide and continue to work in their lives, Lord, each and every day. I pray that you continue to be at the Poston Community Baptist Church, Father, that we would be a light for you in this community, a reflection of who you are, Father. Guide and lead us, Lord. Guide and be with each and every one of us this day. I pray your hand be upon each and every one of us. I ask all these things, Father, in your Son, Jesus Christ's name. We give you all the praise and all the glory this day. Amen. Thank you for listening. Uh, may the Lord bless you this day. Go in peace. You are dismissed. Amen.